Hello, and welcome to episode 68 of the Dennis Knows Food podcast. I'm your host, Luke Labrie, and in this... And in this... Mmm. Mmm. Oh, wow, do you smell that? Vanilla, brown sugar, mmm, maybe baking cookies? Oh, what's that? Mmm, fresh coffee. Fresh brewing coffee. Oh, now I want a coffee and a cookie. Perhaps the scene of a coffee shop or a bakery came to mind for you just now. Maybe it's a place you visit and my description of smells took your mind there. That's because smell is one of the strongest senses tied to memory. Just the idea of a smell can conjure up thoughts of our past experiences, positive and negative. In this episode, writer and marketing professional Marissa Sanfilippo joins the podcast to discuss scent marketing, because smells sell. Marissa, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I was so flattered when you reached out to me in response to my scent marketing article. I'm excited to be here with you today. It was a really good piece. And when I read it, I thought, well, we have to turn this into an episode. So that's when I reached out and said, hey, can we share a little bit of this? And would you be interested in the podcast? And I'm really glad you said yes. Thank you so much. To get started, could you tell us just a little bit about you, background, what your what your profession is? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll give you my elevator pitch, I guess you can say. I am a senior level marketing professional who is proud to help businesses generate new business by looking and sounding good through the power of online marketing. So I have multiple clients. Um, I really focus lately on the copywriting end, but I have more of a definitely more of an integrated marketing background. I hate to say I've done a little bit of everything, but I kind of had, except for paid ads, but I write copy for paid ads. Um, So also, I've always really been interested in scent marketing as a hobby, along with consumer psychology, learning about what it really takes to get a consumer to buy, like what motivates them to take that action. Marketing and psychology just go hand in hand with each other. You can really begin to understand the motivations and what's driving some of these decision-making processes. So when you couple that with what you're doing on the content creation side, it's a very powerful uh, tool. Totally. I think that's really like the secret to marketing is really understanding how consumers think and act because we can write copy all day, every day, right? But if we don't understand exactly the motivating factors behind our buyers, it's just going to like be just okay copy. And chances are, it's not going to create revenue for the business. And with this piece that you wrote on scent marketing, it sounds like you were tapping into something that wasn't only beneficial for the content piece, but something you were interested in as well. Like you mentioned, scent marketing has been kind of a fascinating thing for you. As a college student, I was what they called a sales leader. I call it a part-time manager uh, for Victoria's Secret Beauty. At the time, they had a freestanding beauty store. So while they didn't actually teach me about marketing back then, I just always remember that the store manager would be walking outside the store and what, and I don't know if I'm giving away any secrets. I hope I'm not Victoria's secret, but, um, this is something that I just noticed they did. They didn't, they didn't speak of doing it. They didn't tell us to do it. I just noticed that 
the store manager just always did it. And people would come in and they would be like, what is that smell? And of course, when you're in a beauty store, there's so many different concoctions, right? So I thought this was so interesting. And then I would just observe other stores. I've always been a very inquisitive person. I don't know if that's because I'm the only child. I've always been super curious as well. So I started observing what other stores would do. So the set marketing kind of comes more as a hobby for me in the sense I ended up kicking off my career in the finance industry behind a desk. And now I'm mostly in tech. So, but this came from the pure hobby back then of being actually in the store and seeing people wanting to come in and knowing, like asking what, what is this? And then we would actually also just sample out different perfumes. Like we would walk around holding perfumes and little sticks, as you may have known at any retail store, such as a Nordstrom, or I think JCPenney even does it. And people just, some people get really excited about it. And it's by sampling, there's all science behind it. Typically by sampling out products, um, people want to buy stuff. I don't know if you go to Costco at all, but there's a whole science behind that as well. So set just plays so much into people's emotions and so much into their feelings. And it's a subconscious way to get them to buy. I'm so sorry. I'm rambling because I got so excited about this stuff. I love it. And you, you kind of took me on a tangent with Costco because yes, the taste, the smell, Oh, you know, the free sample day when there's something you, you, you kind of aim for it as you're making your way around the store. Like I'm just going to hit this person up then go down the aisle. But I think there's one more piece with the Costco sampling and that's guilt. Like if you went there and the person gave you a nice sample on a little napkin and told, you kind of, you feel guilty if you don't take the thing and, be, and, and buy it, you know, like, oh, thank you. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll pick one up on my, on my way by later and you never come back by. But yeah, yeah I, 100%. 100%. Yeah. And also we're talking about set marketing, right? So at Costco, the smell of the food, the closer do you get to those little boots, like you can, you can taste it before you can smell it and it mm-hmm. strikes up curiosity. Or in the mall, like, uh, I don't know if they still exist, but I remember the smell of a Wilson Leather Store, right? And it, mm, you just, you'd want to walk in and you just could feel yourself being enveloped in leather jackets and boy, I need a new suede wallet or whatever it is. It, it, it sets the tone for the brand, but I think we're getting our, ahead of ourselves and I <laughs> want to define in some capacity scent marketing for the audience so that they know we're talking about the power of smells in an establishment when it comes to how customers experience the brand and the product. So what is scent marketing? Okay, so this is how I see it. Scent marketing is the use of scents that have actually been strategically chosen and placed at select customer touch points to essentially motivate prospects to buy. So for example, if you go to a store and there's a candle that's placed at the checkout station. And oh, lo and behold, they sell that candle. So also part of this definition, I'd like to explain it as it comes down to a power that is really within the emotions that these scents create. So let's say that candle is a pine smell and you're used to going camping with your family as a child. That could just bring back all those emotions of your camping trip. So customers, they really want to be able to bring that feeling into their home and smelling it alone um, is really the key to set marketing that could lure them to buy. And what is it about smell and that connection to emotion that, that has such a strong link? I mean, in doing the research for this piece, you can see it over and over again. Smell is tied to memory and, and 
And when people smell things, it takes them back to what, what, what is it about that connection that motivates people? So there's a whole science behind it. And, you know, I wish I had a science background as well, but I am not a scientist. So I'm actually going to quote from a charity called Fifth Sense. They are a charity for people affected by smell and taste disorders that explain it best. They say that the smell is linked to emotion in the sense that it's closely linked to memory, probably more so than any of our other senses. Um, They say that there's a whole olfactory function that may be able to actually think of smells that evoke particular memories. This type of emotion can also happen spontaneously such as with the smell um, of a trigger, recalling a long forgotten event or experience, as I mentioned with the camping and the pine. And how does that take us into, into the retail side of things? We'd mentioned the candle, right? And hey, this smells like an adventure I had. Um, but what about something that might not necessarily tie to an emotion? Um, what about the use of smells for setting a tone regardless of, uh, of what people might think what I have observed is that I think a lot of companies do not intentionally even do set marketing. So then, I mean, I want to go back and forth to say, do we even call it set marketing if they're not intentionally doing it right? Because the definition of set set marketing has to do with the strategic placement. Um, But I just am constantly observing marketing in general. And I bet that the majority of places, they don't even know that set market is a thing. They just know like we want our place to smell good. So vice versa, if something smells bad, like let's say you have a pizza place or a burger place would be a better example. And you have fries that are burning, you have burning oil that could really deter people from that. So it's, I think for so many businesses, especially smaller businesses, it's really a subconscious thing. And just like being aware that set marketing exists it could be really powerful for your business. No, that's a good point. We're talking about food service here, and it's easy to extend scent marketing. I used a great example of Victoria's Secret. Um, any candle store, I think Yankee Candle is what's up in our area. Um, you, you have a, a sense. You could walk by a mall or walk through a mall with your eyes closed and really be able to identify a lot of the businesses just by what you're smelling. Okay, there's Auntie M pretzels. And like I said, there's Wilson leather and that's the candle store. In food in food service, you're, you don't really have a choice as the restaurant. Your establishment is going to pretty much smell like the most popular foods you prepare. If you're a seafood place, it's going to smell seafoody. If you're a burger place, like you said, it's going to smell like fries and burgers and meat. But maybe to your point, one of the things to be aware of are the smells that you might not intend to be there, or there are areas where we should be proactive about putting a smell there to convey a certain sense. And I'll use a couple of examples, off-putting smells, right? Use the oil, burned oil and grease. When you go out behind the restaurant and you walk past like the grease bin or the grease dumpster. That is some pretty rank odor. And in the summertime, when the sun hits that and the breeze is blowing, it can, it can drift a little ways. So one consideration is, you know, do your customers walk, you know, by your grease dumpster? And is that something that you can block off? Are those scents that are drifting out to the sidewalk as people are walking by deciding where they want to dine? Same with your restroom, right? Do you 
do your restrooms smell like uh, urinal cakes or uh, fresh herbs or whatever other um, scent might be more appealing than a traditional uh, industrial bathroom scent? And I, I will say, and now you've got me thinking about this, I have a particular chain of gas station that I always stop at for gas, coffee, restroom breaks when traveling because the restrooms always smell pleasant. It, and I wish I knew the name of the plant, but it's an actual plant that they put in there and it smells good for almost eternity, uh, little round leaves on it. But the restrooms are always clean. And I know that, I know it because I smell it every time we stop. So by the plant choice, the smell choice of their restrooms for the last two plus decades, they have secured uh, me as a customer. So I, I think if nothing more, it proves uh, the idea behind this article and the idea behind scent marketing. So scent marketing is defined as the strategy behind it, right? So it's saying that it's intentional. Um, I, I don't even think people like, they don't even, they don't know it's a thing. They just do it because they know the emotions and the power that it has, but they don't know that it's a category in of itself. So exactly what you're saying to strategically do that is the essence of set marketing. Do companies think that it's set marketing when they're doing it? I would bet that half of them have no, I would actually bet like more than half, maybe like 75% don't even have an idea, but they're just doing it to enhance the customer service experience. So yeah, placing the lavender, placing the potpourris, that's absolutely set marketing when it's done strategically, according to the experts on the subject. I think now that you say that, I think one of the best examples of scent marketing, and it didn't come to me till just now, is probably going to be Cinnabon. Uh, they have cornered cinnamon, and there are scratch and stiff stickers you can get. There, like that is their scent. It doesn't matter; it's just any kind of cinnamon, sugary scent, and that's that's Cinnabon. I mean, that's right up there with the ownership Kleenex has over the the tissue market. You know, it doesn't matter who makes a tissue; it's a Kleenex scent branding is a little bit different and it actually involves creating a signature scent that people associate with the brand oh okay so we've yeah, got so scent what cinnamon marketing. does yeah they're doing scent branding so people are smelling the snick the, uh, the stickers and they're thinking hey cinnabon and i'm sure they're doing scent marketing too they're a huge company i'm sure they have that strategy in place but definitely a good example of scent branding if we wanted to get on that topic all right. So if you specialize in bacon and you make bacon air fresheners for your car, that's scent branding. The Cinnabon sticker is a scent branding. But if you put that potpourri pot intentionally out by your apple pies to sell more apple pies, that's scent marketing. That That's how I absolutely see it. And I mean, I think bacon is like a very broad topic, you know, you, and we could also argue that cinnamon bun is a broad topic as well, because anyone could like make their place smell like cinnamon if we want to go there. So I think we have to encourage our listeners here that you need to go in this with having a broad mindset of it, that, you know, just because let's say you are cinnamon, like people aren't going to always associate your brand with that smell because that is a broad smell. But I think it's definitely a good path to, to be on. Oh, absolutely. Marissa, in your article, you mentioned that using smells can be both aggressive and subtle with, with the smell itself being intentional and unintentional. Can we talk a little bit about that? Because I think restaurants kind of fall into that um, subtle, unintentional category, if I'm following this right. Scent is just so unique to each and every person that I think to say 
what's subtle and what's not subtle, you'd really have to ask each individual person. So for example, I might, and I use pizza a lot because I'm kind of obsessed with it. Maybe it's because I am full Italian. Um, but I mean, growing up when pizza, my family used to eat pizza every Friday night. And it's something that I always look forward to. Um, so I might walk past a pizza shop and feel like, wow, this pizza smell is really strong and feel super nostalgic just thinking about my childhood. While the person next to me might not even smell it, not even think twice about it. Um, so, I mean, if the scent is that is that strong, I think it's safe to say that someone's going to smell it. But it really, it really comes down to each individual person. Um, I would say definitely most people would agree that moving into um, a retail store when they're spraying perfume, that kind of hits you. But someone might like that. So I think what's awesome to do for businesses is to actually um, ask your customers, like, what do you like, what do you think? I don't think enough businesses do market research. What do you think of the way our, what do you think of the way our store smells? Like they could just be giving out samples in the food industry, like the little samples on the sticks, like out front of the store and then just randomly strike up a conversation. So Fudge Kitchen, it's a really popular uh, fudge chain in Jersey. They stand outside on the boardwalk. They're located on the boardwalk. I don't know if all their locations are, but I know a few are. And they have the little sticks and they sample out the fudge and they strike up a conversation with you. In my experience, they talk to you about the fudge. So this would be a good opportunity to be like, oh, like, what do you think of like, how does our store smell? Like what's your customer experience like? And then you could take that back and be like, do we need to tone it down? Or like, what, what should we do? So I think for small businesses, this is going to be a little bit hard, but it's something that I would absolutely encourage because you're, you know, you and your customer or you and your uh, staff per se are in your business all the time. So you might not think it's overwhelming or even bad, but your customers might actually think it is. You are right in my head. Cause I say the same darn thing to, to our customers all the time. I know you're in your business every day, you know, 14, 16 hour food service days. So it's, you don't even smell yeah, it yeah, that's, a while. It. that's it from the marketing side. It's like, you can't see the marketable attributes. Like it, doesn't make sense for you to take that picture of that role you're making that you've made 700 times, but there are people out there in the audience who've never seen you make it. So you should share that same idea with the smell. You are smelling the stuff day in and day out, but maybe engaging your customers, engaging the people coming through the door. Hey, what do you think of this? What do you, that's a great way to start figuring out, you know, what, uh, or geez, you don't even have to figure anything out. It's just a great way to strike up a conversation and learn a little bit more. And I'll tell you, you know, we are in our businesses all day long, right? Just like we're in our homes. Have you ever gone on vacation and come back to your house, your apartment a week later? Does it smell like you remembered? Is it different? Well, everybody's house has a certain smell that you are nose blind to. Uh, right now, mine probably smells like old golden retriever. But your restaurant has a, a smell as well, and you may or may not be used to it. So it, I love the idea of getting some outside perspective to see what people, you might think it's your coffee, but come to find out, uh, nine out of 10 customers say that it's your homemade uh, dinner rolls. Yeah, I mean, you totally get it, Luke. I really appreciate you and your knowledge. I'm really excited to be chatting with you today. Um, you really nailed this head on. So 
I walk into my apartment. I was gone for like a week once and I'm very self-conscious in the sense of, I do not want my place to smell like dog. I'm very clean. Um, but I'm gone for a week and I'm like, I could smell my place and it smells fine. But when I'm here every day, I don't smell it. So the market research thing, it can be fun. You don't need to sit there with a piece of paper. If your person who's asking the questions wants to take notes, like behind someone's back when they're gone, like there's, it's slow. Great. But just like literally having a conversation, you can get so much information and the onset marketing, you know, double the, you're doing double things here. You're, you're building a relationship. You're finding out what works. Um, so it's huge. I, I would love to see more businesses really start conjuring up those conversations. Let's say a restaurant does some market research, just light stuff internally, casual conversations with customers, and they learn a few things. Hey, we love the smell of your rolls. We love the smell of your uh, steaks, whatever it is. Boy, we've never smelled anything like your desserts. Then you can go online knowing now that people like the smells of these things and say, when was the last time you sunk your teeth into one of our delicious aromatic, you know, fill in the blank, you know? And now you've got one more sense that you're tapping into. Even though they can't smell through the screen, we're eliciting a, a very similar olfactory response by tapping into that power of emotion. I, I believe, and I'm not a scientist either, but if we can smell something and remember something from our childhood, I'm pretty sure we can send a picture and some descriptive text to the brain, and it's gonna pull that smell out of somewhere as well. And we're one step closer to a rumbly tummy and getting them in the door. I mean, I think with the right words, we can do almost anything, right? And I also, I do understand what you're saying. I also do believe it really comes down to the person. So I think some people are more sensitive and some people are just like like not. So it's definitely possible, but know your audience. Mm -hmm. So we know that uh, restaurants um, unintentionally create their ambient smell. We know that um, customers may or may not be attracted to certain ones, and it'd be a good idea to do some internal research and find out what they're interested in. Is there any benefit to tacking on some intentional smells to your restaurant's existing ambient smells, or is that going to be smell overload? So I personally would not tack it on right in the general proximity of where you serve the food, but I absolutely would tack it on, especially in the bathroom. So there's this place that I used to go to at the shore. They are on the shore. Their theme is nautical. I would love to have gone into their bathroom and smell, you know, surf smell or something that reminded me of the beach. I think that's a good opportunity to continue to carry the branding of your restaurant throughout. Also, what your area, your waiting area looks like, let's say your waiting area is completely separate from where the food is served. That is another potential opportunity to create an additional smell. So it really depends on where your business is located. But I think that if you're going to try to do set marketing where you're already subconsciously doing scent marketing because the food is marketing itself. I think you're going to have way too many conflicting smells. Yeah. Yeah. I would think that as well. I didn't think of the, the waiting area. That's Mm -hmm. a great idea. I mean, I would pump baking cookies or mirepoix or something over there. Uh, I'd love to find out maybe there's a restaurant or listening to this somewhere that has fans 
strategically positioned throughout their restaurant and blowing into vents so they can send the smells around. Uh, I mean, somebody somewhere has to be doing that. If you're out there, Mr. Restaurant or Mrs. Restaurant, or please email podcast at dennisexpress.com and tell us about your smell setup. That is some serious strategic scent marketing over there on, you know, the people that are doing that scent marketing really are top brains in the business and I applaud them. It's it's a very fascinating, very fascinating science. And I think, as you mentioned earlier, so many establishments are very unintentional about it. And honestly, if it's a food business, you're automatically making a smell. But I think there is power in knowing how your smells, how your scents can affect sales. And the more you know about that, the more you can do with it, whether it's online or in the physical establishment really is um opportunity is at every turn of the corner for businesses well marissa i really appreciate your thoughts and i love this article and i'm going to put a link to it in the podcast post uh, that accompanies this episode so that people can get to it click uh, read more you've got a great breakdown and uh, some links as well Mm, okay Thank you so much. Again, I was so honored that you reached out to me. It was really great um, chatting with you today. If anyone has any questions, I'm chatter from Jersey. Like I mentioned, also Italian. I would love to chat with you. Total dork about marketing. Feel free to just connect with me on LinkedIn and we can chat there. Well, that's going to do it for us and this smelly episode of Dennis Knows Food. As always, I'm your host, Luke Labrie, and we're still putting the foodie back in food service. I'd like to thank Marissa Sanfilippo for joining us today. For more on scent marketing, you'll find the link to Marissa's article, The Smells That Make Shoppers Spend More, which inspired this episode, in the accompanying blog for the podcast. And for more food service news, products, recipes, and resources, be sure to visit us online at dennisexpress.com.